Hello and welcome. I'm Lori Hardy. Thanks for listening in as we continue to talk with leaders in our community. Today I am talking with Luke Miner. He is the director of WA 529, Washington's prepaid college savings plan. Well, welcome, Luke. So glad to have you. It's been quite a while since we talked. You said your baby's 15 months now? Yes, Laurie. Thank you so much for having me on today. And, and it has been a wild year. You know, not only have we had a uh, unprecedented public health emergency going on, but in the midst of all this, I brought a new child into the world, my first child, Hope, who is now, like you said, 15 months old. She's uh, walking all over the place and we're just trying to keep up with her. That's why I'm so excited about our conversation today because we're here to talk about uh, kids like Hope, what we can do to help set them up for their future. I remember before she was born, you had already invested. Why don't we just start at the beginning? Yeah, so so people have noticed these different things over the years. The, the GET program has been around since 1998. It's the state's uh, prepaid 529 college uh, tuition plan. So it helps families prepay the future cost of college uh, today. Uh, it works best when children are young. But we, are, we have now rebranded ourselves to be the Washington College Savings Plans, or WA 529. And the reason for that is we've introduced a brand new program that's actually just like hope. It's growing up quicker than I'm remembering because it's almost three years old now. But it's an uh, investment-based 529 program that's another college savings option for families to, again, plan ahead for future college costs while kids are young so that that little nest egg is there for them to help fund their college experience. The good news is anyone can open an account for a beneficiary. The beneficiary is the student or the child who would ultimately benefit from the account, but the person who can open that for them is a parent. That's the most common scenario we see, but grandparents can do it, aunts and uncles, someone who's a legal guardian or someone who's not even related. Even organizations may do a scholarship program through one of our two plans for a student. So it's really flexible in who can set up the account and what their relationship is to the, the student who could benefit from it. Wow, that's a great idea when you think about all the scholarships programs there are. Definitely, it, it, with GET, especially since GET's the program we've operated for, for over two decades now, that has been a popular option is for community-based organizations, you know, think rotaries, think foundations, they're, they're setting up, you know, some are, they may be awarding a, a handful of scholarships each year and others may be doing dozens each year, but they're, they're using the 529 plan, the, these college savings vehicles as a way to award scholarships to students. Another really interesting development that's happening in this area is across the country, these college savings, these 529 plans we're, we're talking about. For now, just think of, you know, a college savings plan. These college savings plans are partnering with community organizations across the country to offer we're called children's savings account programs. So you can kind of think of it as a scholarship program because there are awards being made to students, but it, they typically start when a student is much younger, We're talking from birth or kindergarten and students are achieving milestones. Maybe their family has opened their own account and are making contributions and the state or a nonprofit organization is pitching in, they're matching contributions they're making, or the student gets good grades and there's a Kind of a pay point. They, they earn $50 for if they get straight A's or something like that. So we're starting to see these types of programs pop up that are being tied to the 529 plan. And we're actually entering into a relationship with the Tacoma Housing Authority for this very kind of program that they've been running this program for a while, but they've learned more about our programs and what we offer. And we saw a great partnership opportunities. So the bottom line is trying to help as many families in Washington save with our plans and recognize the benefits of those no matter you know, what their income level is, no matter what the parent's educational background is, we're trying to, to make the case that whatever your children's future plans are, we can help 
you prepare for that. The thing I love about this is if if somebody does take out a plan for say a family member or a godchild or whatever, that child knows grows up knowing there's the option of college. Where what we see in some families is you're never going to go to college. We don't have any money. And so he gives them that hope that there is this future and this option for them. That's absolutely correct. And there are studies that support this. There is a lot of research going on related to these children's savings accounts, actually, that show that students uh, at a, who at a young age have these accounts set up, their families having this conversation about saving money for school, that's a really powerful developmental impact on them. And it increases their likelihood that they actually go to college and that they persevere and actually complete a degree. And something else that's really important to point out about college too is college, I think a lot of people, like you said, think it's not for me because they envision a four-year university and you might be going into business or uh, sciences or, or math or something like that. But college is so much bigger than that. We're trying to transition action to a conversation about something after high school, some formal training after your high school years that helps increase your earning potential and your ability to, to get the kind of job you're looking for. And, and the good news is 529 plans continue to be uh, expanded to work for other types of, of education beyond high school, such as apprenticeship programs, such as it's for a long time has been able to be used at community colleges and technical schools, trades, different trades you can apply the funds to. So it's really versatile. And it, again, it just opens up opportunities for students and the goal is that they're talking about that with their families early and getting this kind of college going or something after high school mindset developed. A coworker of mine, her, her kids were much younger and she had signed up. She was so excited. And I had said, I didn't do this because I wasn't sure if my kids were going to do trade school or college. And so what a wonderful opportunity that it could be either or. It, exactly. Exactly. We, we, most people at say the age of five or even the age of 16 don't know what they want to be when they grow up. I'm in my late 30s and I'm still not quite sure what I want to be when I grow up. At the end of the day, even if someone had their mindset on what they want to be, plans can change. And so the good thing about saving with a program like a 529 plan is it does have offer that flexibility that no matter what your, if you don't know what your plans are or if those change, you likely can still benefit from the savings you you've made. So let's let's take a step back and just kind of go over what a 529 plan is. So 529 plans are, are uh, defined by the IRS because there's a tax advantage associated with saving a 529 plan. So much like a 401k for retirement, you get a tax benefit when you save money for, for college with the 529 plan. The tax benefit works on any earnings in the account. So the money you're putting in is post-tax dollars, but any growth on the account is tax-free if you use it for qualified expenses, which are tuition, room and board, equipment, computers, a variety of different expenses associated with going to college or doing an apprenticeship program or any of those uh, types of expenses. So that's that's what a 529 is. This federal government allows states to opt in. These programs must be run by a state government. So most states have them. And in our state, we do have two plans. One is called GET, which is a prepaid tuition program I talked about. And then Dream Ahead is our newer plan that's investment-based. So you can think about options you might see in a retirement savings plan. You have similar types of portfolios where you can base your investment strategy on the age of your child. And we as the plan manager automatically adjust your investments over time to make them less risky uh, as they grow up and are ready to use their benefits. Or they can 
have a more hands-on approach where they're choosing from different portfolios we offer that don't change over time and they can base it on their, their risk. Do they want it heavy into stocks or do they want it into bonds or even a, what we call a cash preservation option that's very safe, but it also doesn't have a lot of earning potential. So, so we try to provide as many, some families are very comfortable with that kind of do-it-yourself investment approach. Others want that peace of mind offered by a program like GET where you prepay a, a, a future amount of tuition. So with GET, if you buy what we call 100 tuition units, that equals a year of tuition at our state's most expensive public university, the University of Washington. So you buy those for a three-year-old child today, they use them 15 years into the future. No matter how much tuition has changed over that time, if you bought 100 units, you have that year of tuition already paid for. So that's a big difference between Get and DreamHead. Get is it's like tuition insurance. It's peace of mind. You don't know what your earnings will be. But you just know that you've, you've paid the bill already and you benefit from the fact that you've paid a lower rate today versus what it will be in the future. And Dream Ahead is, is more based on the performance of financial markets. And, and every family has different goals uh, and different comfort levels with uh, investment products. And we wanna make sure that we're there to meet them where they're at and, and help them save in one of the two methods, or they could do a combination of efforts. They can actually participate in both Get and Dream Ahead at the same time. WAFITIN or Washington College Savings Plans is, is how we kind of introduce people to the concept of college savings here in Washington. And then we get it, you know, we try to make the case for why saving for college is important. And then we have the conversation. The good news is in Washington, you have two ways to save for college. And you have this, this insurance-like prepaid tuition program called GET, or you have the investment-based dream ahead program. So we start the conversation with WA529. Why, you know, why is college saving important? And then let's help you find the option that works best for you and your family. So my grandkids live in California. Mm -hmm. Can I do that here for them? Oh, definitely. That, that's a great thing about these programs is, is I will say there are differences between Get and Dream Ahead. So Get does require that the account owner, the person opening the account, uh, is a Washington resident when they open it or the student is. So say it's a grandparent living in Florida for a student living here, they could open a GET account for that student. Um, Dream Ahead has no restrictions. You could live, you could live, you and the student could live in California and open a Dream Ahead plan for them. But typically in most states, you see that, that families tend to go with the, the plan that, that's within their state because you, know, you have the support right there in your state. The, the investment options are kind of optimized for the needs of people in that state. But we do encourage people to do their homework, learn about all the different options that are out there. But we do think that the, the options our state provides meet the needs of most families in our state who are looking to save for college. You base it on the University of Washington, but that's not the only school they can go to. You just base it on that because of they're the kind of the baseline for tuition. That, that's exactly right. And that's a common misconception about the, the GET program specifically is that I can only go to a state school or I can only go to the University of Washington or I just lose my benefit. And that's not true at all. Um, it, is, it is like an index. If you think it's, it's a way of kind of measuring the value of your tuition, what we call your tuition units over time. So you always know 100 GET units will equal a year of tuition at UW. So let's take this year, for example, a year of tuition at the University of Washington costs $11,103 if you take tuition plus state mandated fees. And that's what we cover. Uh, so you can either apply if you went to UW and you have those hundred units, your, that year of tuition is covered. But let's say you went to Eastern Washington University where the price tag is lower. You would just 
need to spend less units to cover the tuition bill. So that, so if you had your 100 units, you may only need, let's say, 75 units to cover your tuition at Eastern Washington. And then you have 25 additional units to put towards, you know, ruined board or books or other expenses or to save until a future year. Hmm. So, so, and it doesn't have to be just, you know, I use two in-state school examples, but we see people using private schools, schools across the country, even schools in other countries. The, the main thing is they have to participate in federal financial aid programs in order for them to benefit from the federal tax benefits. So if I buy it for one grandchild and say that grandchild comes of age and that's not what they're going to do, can I transfer it? Another great question and another fear that people often have, uh, but the good news is, yes, you can transfer the, the funds in these accounts between different students. Uh, they do, the students do have to be related. They have to be uh, siblings or cousins. Um, it, it goes out to first cousins is how far you can go out with the family connections, but families often find that if a student isn't using the funds, what they'll often do is wait. They'll see if the student changes their mind. Uh, but if they really think the student's not going to be using them, they'll transfer them to a family member, sometimes even back to themselves if they want to pursue further schooling, which is perfectly acceptable. Um, so, so they're really flexible in how you can use them. And, and the bottom line is the money you've saved is never going anywhere. What, what would happen is, is, let's just say you can't find someone to use the account for college expenses and you just wanna take it out and put it towards other expenses, you would have a tax liability there uh, on any earnings in the account. Remember all the contributions you put in were already dollars that were taxed. So the tax benefits are in the growth, but if you don't use it for qualified expenses, you lose that tax benefit, but you still have the value of the money that you put away and has grown it in interest over time. And it's always your money. It doesn't get taken away. Yeah, I think that there are, some things that people think because they don't know what they don't know. Right. Exactly. It, yeah. It almost might feel like, Oh, well, if I do then I make this commitment and it's so much bigger than picking a child and making a commitment. It's planning for not only your future, but that child's future, because these children are our future, right? Oh, that's exactly right. As a new parent, it, it's so much more tangible to me now to know like, these things that go through parents' head about you want the best for your child and you want to set them up for every opportunity. But I also know, the, as we talked about, the moments are fleeting. Time goes by in the blink of an eye. So it's really easy to justify, well, you know, I'll get to that later. And then maybe five years later, what worst case scenario, you're in the high school years and you're like, we haven't done anything to save yet. Kind of like people who need to catch up on retirement. And what we're trying to help do is, is start that conversation early with families so they're not kind of getting stuck trying to catch up later on, because despite the best intentions, we all get busy and we have a lot of priorities to juggle. Uh, we think college savings is a particularly important one that will really help set the path for a child to be successful. I like the idea of doing it ahead rather than after, because when you do it after, you end up with all the student loans. But if you plan ahead, then this child could come out of school without this huge burden of student loans. And, and that's a big thing we're trying to take on. I mean, the student loan debt problem is a $1.7 trillion problem nationwide. And the whole 529 industry, all the other states that, that administer these kind of programs, we have a trade organization. We work with them on and we really advocate for this. Is like our mission is to shrink the, the student loan debt burden. And we know this is a big topic of conversation and it's a concern for people. 
is like, is college really worth it if I not only have this big price tag, but I also coming out with, with crushing debt. And so we, we are trying to help make the case that yes, it is, it is an important investment to make as early as possible because you can, like you said, really ease that debt burden on the students. But we also don't want families to get overwhelmed. We want them to do what they can uh, with the resources they have to put towards this now and don't get discouraged by thinking, you know, it's gonna be, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in the future. Uh, just do the efforts you can now and any amount you save today could reduce uh, the need for student loans in the future. You may still have to take on some of those, but if you can make a big dent in that and have a more manageable student loan payment afterwards, that, that's a great outcome too. I don't know if you would have statistics on this, but when COVID hit, there was like this fear of money and people losing their jobs. But what we saw were, were people were still shopping and still buying things. Did you notice any kind of a, any reduction in people paying during COVID or did they keep it up? I don't know if you're referring to the people making contributions to the plan or using their funds to pay for college, but we did see some interesting things on both parts of it is when everything first hit, we did see a drop in our enrollments because the end of our, and we'll talk about this, our debt enrollment period ends every year on May 31st. So, so typically in the March through May timeframe, we see a lot of activity with people uh, up against the deadline who want to get in at this year's price. We did see a dip there because everyone was trying to figure out what does this mean? People were concerned about what would happen to their jobs. But what we saw is people didn't panic and we did start slowly seeing people kind of get back to their normal course of business and recognizing this was an important thing to be doing. Yeah, we've actually managed, we've seen that increase again in people continuing to save. We have seen some interesting things when people are, uh, when it comes to distributing money from their accounts to pay for college. Uh, you, you may have heard that college enrollments across the country have been down uh, as, as uh, colleges go to remote instruction or hybrid learning. Students might be taking a gap year or trying to figure out what they want to do. Do they want to wait till things settle and they can return to a more normal academic experience? So we have seen lower distributions. Those have been impacted more, I would say, than people actually saving money with our program. We're still continuing to see people enroll and make contributions because they, I, I think people have been able to weather the storm and see the value in planning ahead. Do you want to talk about the legislative? Happy to, to share. So, so within the... GET program, uh, the legislature has been talking over the course of this legislative session about how, to, so, so uh, about five years ago, the legislature changed tuition policy in the state. They made a commitment to keeping tuition more affordable for families. So they actually lowered tuition and then capped the growth rate for future tuition. And now a legislature can't bind a future legislature. They can't say this is gonna be the law for eternity. So we, in the GET program, uh, the way that it works, again, is you're prepaying future tuition today. Um, and then no matter, and because we have to guarantee your payout way into the future, we do charge a premium over current tuition rates. And so it's always a bit higher than the current like sticker price uh, at a school. But the reason for that is to maintain the, the health of the program. And, and by law, our governing committee is, is required to do that. But the legislature, uh, it ran a bill and, and did actually pass it. It has not been signed by the governor yet. That's an important uh, caveat for families who might be looking at this piece of legislation and, and deciding whether it'd be a reason they might act this year to get into the program instead of waiting. 
but what the bill would do is it would lower the price for get units. This year, actually, we would retroactively, for anyone who bought units this year, we would actually lower their price and then it would keep the price lower for future years and keep it closer to tuition. And that just helps with the affordability picture for families. So the legislature saw a need that they've changed the tuition policy. They've now stuck to the tuition policy for, for a number of years. And so that creates an opening for us to pass along further savings to families. Uh, so, so like I said, that there may be some implications for people who are enrolling this year even to actually get in on a lower rate. Uh, again, it will happen after the enrollment period is closed and we're not sure if that 100% will become law because the governor has not signed it yet, but uh, we, we don't see any reason why he wouldn't because it was a popular piece of legislation. So we will be keeping uh, families updated on our website at wastate529.wa.gov and we'll also be sharing information with our customers and with the public as well. The GET program has an enrollment period every year, November 1st through May 31st. And so we're coming up on that deadline. What that means is it doesn't mean you lose your chance to enroll in GET. People can enroll in GET no matter what age their child is, but it's most beneficial the earlier you do it because tuition generally goes up over time. And accordingly, the price you pay for the, the tuition units will go up. So the sooner you can get in, the lower the rate is likely to be. And so that's a big benefit of acting now before the enrollment deadline, you know, and then we take the summer off, you know, we don't take the summer off, but <laughs> people enrolling in the program do. Uh, and then we reopen uh, November 1st for the new enrollment period at a new price. So, so by May 31st is people's chance to act. And uh, we are doing some fun things through the month of May. So if people come and visit our website in the month of May, if they're interested in enrolling, again, wastate529.wa.gov, they're going to find some fun activities on there, like a virtual scavenger hunt where there could be prizes involved for people who, and I'll be throughout the month of May. So it's a way to help people learn, navigate the website and learn about the programs. People often want to ask us, what should they do, right? And what I would say is, one thing is we are financial advisors. We, we are sold directly to the public by a state agency. So we can't, we're not licensed to provide financial advice. So we can't tailor advice to people's individual situations, but we'll, we can make general statements that are, are good practices. It's, it's important to start early. It's important to get the family involved. So, so think of this crowdfunding mentality of how to get family members to rally around a child. Grandparents often will give to accounts that they're not the owners of, or they may even want to open, as we talked about earlier, uh, an account for their, their grandchildren. So getting the family involved starting early and making sure to have that conversation with your student about those intentional efforts you're doing, because again, the studies show that students who are aware that these accounts exist and that someone's saving for their future, it does actually have a social emotional impact on, on their trajectory and they have better educational outcomes. So those, those are the best piece of advice we can give the families and, you know, do what you can. Uh, you, most families aren't in a position to, you know, put a bunch of money down and just take care of it all at once. It's going to be chipping away at it and small efforts do add up over time and, and make a difference. I have four grandkids and my daughter always says, don't send them a bunch of stuff. They don't need stuff. So that's when I think as grandparents, it's a great idea to do something that is an investment in the kids, like a program like this, because then it's over time and you can keep adding. And like you said, so for instance, my grandkids have at least four grandmas, <laughs> considering the great grandmas and, and that. 
And so I just see it could be really a huge, wonderful thing that by the time this kid is ready to go to college, all of his family has pitched in for him or her to have this wonderful opportunity. And also it takes away that feeling like we don't want to just give junk, you know, we don't want to just be adding more stuff to the household or whatever, but that these can be more meaningful. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and there, you know, there could be a place for those things. I know my daughter sure likes getting uh, those toys, but you're right. It, it can become overwhelming. Uh, and so what better way than to even within our families, you know, ask like, you know, maybe, maybe a toy, but how about a contribution to the college savings to complement that rather than maybe a bunch of toys, right? Or maybe certain occasions call for a contribution to college savings and others call for toys or books or other educational tools. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, we do have a very consumer-driven society and it's, uh, it's, and it's so fun to like watch a kid light up when they open a you know, a shiny new toy. But, you know, those things uh, are fleeting. My daughter <laughs> is, is really good at, at anything that makes sound. She likes banging it around. And she got this like little tractor thing that made these cute sounds and she banged it on the ground once and it broke. And it was like, you know, she still loves playing with it, but it's, they're hard on things and they don't last. But college savings will last a lifetime. It's, a, it's the gift, you know, we say it's the gift that keeps on giving her give the last lifetime in education because of the opportunities that it provides for a child. If anything, it's changing your mindset of how you think about this, starting out with the idea that they're going to go to college rather than, well, we'll wait and see. I just think of like you talked about the student debt, how there's so much student debt. And I know when my son graduated from trade school right away, he started paying and he's been doing it over 10 years and he's getting close, but that's a long time to have to pay when you could be making money doing the dream job that you love. That's exactly right. And it's, it's often something that hangs up students coming out of school is, is having to attend to those. It, it may delay other things they want to get going on, like buying their, you know, buying a new vehicle or a new, you know, buying a house, um, right. getting other big investments started. And, you know, obviously the reason why states have a vested interest in doing this is the more edu- educated the population is and the more that people have financial independence they're able to yeah they're able to get good jobs they're able to contribute to the tax base and ultimately afford to do all these things that, that many people want to be able to do and and we, yeah we don't want people to get priced out of those opportunities and so we're here to help families like I said at that early age take steps now that will set them up for for a better future hopefully and how long again has this program been around so the GET program has been around for over 20 years since 1998, and the new Dream Ahead program has been around for going on three years. So, so yeah, we have you know 23 years now of helping families save for for college expenses, and it's it's a really rewarding thing. We talk to lots of families who get nice notes uh, in our customer service center about people who have uh, sent their kid to college, and they say GET was the best decision we ever made. And, you know, in some cases they say they don't have a dime of student loan debt. In other cases, uh, the story they're sharing is it just eased that, that burden. You know, they haven't eliminated it completely, but they've, it made paying for college easier. And they're, you know, they're so proud of what their student has achieved. So, so that's what like keeps us going is seeing those success stories. We've now paid out over a billion and a half dollars to students to help pay for college costs. And that's, that's some uh, pretty powerful impact uh, that's making. families. When I first heard of this program, it was when my girlfriend invested in it. 
And my, my thought was, I wonder if this is a risk. Well, it will go up and down, but it's a guaranteed, it's called the guaranteed student loan, right? Yeah, the Guaranteed Education Tuition Program, which is one of our programs, is it, you pay us that price today and you know that you have that year of tuition covered. That's never going away. It is important to point out about our Dream Ahead program that that is investment based. And so it is tied to financial performance. So there, there are ups and downs, but we do have allow people to, to manage the risk. If they want less risky investment vehicles, those are available through the program. But if someone is willing to take the risk and wants higher returns, and have something that's more heavy in, in stocks, then they can do that as well. So again, it's about tailoring it to the individual comfort and goals of, of the different uh, families in Washington who wanna save for college. So we have people that are listening that are ready to go. What do they do? They go to your webpage? Yeah, wastate529.wa.gov is the best place to learn about both programs. And if they wanna to talk to someone, especially about the GET program since the end of enrollment's coming up, 1-800-955-2318. That's a great number to call. Very knowledgeable people who can answer any question you can throw on. And this is kind of the crunch time. It's right before the deadline. So it's a good time to get locked in for this year. That, that's absolutely right. By May 31st. And, and again, the best place to learn about that is wastate529.wa.gov. Well, thank you so much, Luke. It's good to catch up with you. And I can't believe your daughter's 15 months old. I know. Thank you, Lori. Uh, and I think, yeah, I'm going to be chasing after her a lot for the rest of the day. And uh, yeah, she's such a joy. And we're just so glad that we have taken these steps early to help her get her, uh, her academic journey started. I'm Lori Hardy, and thanks for listening in today. We hope you've learned something new. Join us again next week as we continue to talk with people that are making a difference in our community.